0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On
2: Podcast Network, your
0: team every day.
2: And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 22nd, 2020. My name is Philip Ross I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Philip RR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll get you up to date on what is going on on the ground here in Orlando as the NBA gets set to come here and the number of coronavirus cases continue to rise. We'll just kind of give an update on where things stand in Orlando and then talk about how the NBA needs to respond and and what the NBA needs to do to make sure that their players are safe and make sure that they can finish the season in a safe way in a state that is frankly not the safest place to be right now if you're trying to avoid the spread of the disease. We'll get to all that coming up in just a moment. Plus, we'll go over some of the key dates that will be happening this week as the NBA is still planning to open up and ramp up their opening in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Lockdown Locked On Podcast Network by searching gravity download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with and detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Washington Wizards and Brooklyn Nets? The two teams the Magic will be watching the closest. Or the Milwaukee Bucks and Toronto Raptors. Search, just search for Locked On Wizards, Locked On Nets, Locked On Bucks, or Locked On Raptors. There's a Locked On podcast for you, whether it's the NBA, the NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too. The Locked On Podcast Network. Find these podcasts wherever you download podcasts. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I want to start this episode first by saying what we have planned the rest of the week. I, I, I don't mean to be so serious. This stuff is not my expertise, so I only want to try and share whatever facts I can and and impressions that I have over what's going on uh, here in Central Florida. But these are serious issues and, and things that need to be put on the record and need to be discussed openly uh, as much as we can. Um, but later this week, I do plan on discussing Evan Fournier a little bit. He's still a bit of a lightning rod among Magic fans. And we'll have at least one more podcast discussing the 1995 Orlando Magic for their silver anniversary, the 25th anniversary of the Magic's trip to the 1995 NBA Finals. So, a mix of the now, a mix of the the past as well, as we continue to wait for the NBA season to get going. We should hopefully see a little bit more Magic news and Magic availability coming up here in the coming weeks as the Magic begin to ramp things up. I'll set that schedule out later on in the show. But the reality here is that Florida has quickly become one of the Hottest spots, one of the hot spots in the nation for COVID-19. Again, as I've said numerous times, I don't want this to be political. But the fact of the matter is, we really have not done a great job nationwide fighting this disease. The fact that it is still here um, when so many other nations have done a very good job of kind of seeing these numbers dwindle. And the fact of the matter is, as we reopened, we saw these numbers not only rise, but rise dramatically. There's, ex- there's going to be an expected rise in the number of positive cases uh, when, when the state and counties reopened. But not like this. The numbers are shocking. Um, I think when we first talked about these numbers in mid-June, June 13th, June 14th, June 15th, we were talking about 170 new cases in, in Orange County. 170 cases per day, new new discovered cases. So testing, confirmed positives, 170 new cases per day. Not as bad as South Florida, still not as bad as South Florida. But these were a frustrating increase, but not overly surprising because of the because of the society reopening. But if if the numbers stayed around there and then slowly decreased, we will have done our job. Unfortunately, that's not what happened. That's not the case. On June 17th, the numbers spiked to 210. First time over 200 in a very, very long time. And then things got really bad. June 18th, 342 confirmed new cases here in Orange County, according to the Florida Department of Health. Health. June 19th, 338 new cases. June 20th, 437 new cases. A record and by far surpassing anything that that this county has seen. The raw number is low compared to Miami, compared to the worst of things. And yes, the more you test, the more cases you're going to discover. That's a good thing. Honestly, discovering more cases is a good thing because that means we can immediately act and put people into quarantine and slow the spread of the virus. What isn't good is that yes, we are testing more, we are, we are getting more people in the door, but we are discovering more cases as a function of those tests. In fact, the testing rate, the positive test rate has increased dramatically. For most of this entire pandemic, for most of the time since, since we shut down essentially, since testing became widespread and available to everyone, the rate of positive tests has been worse below 5%. We are now above 10%, up near 12%, if not a little bit more. And that is staggering. That is suggesting that the virus is spreading very freely. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis held a press conference on Saturday to kind of address this, and yes... You know, I'm not going to hide from the politics too much, although I want to avoid criticizing it as much as I can, even though I think some of it's ridiculous. The Republican line, led by President Donald Trump, has been more tests equals more positives. If we wanted less positives, we'd do less testing. Let me first say, that line is a total crap, piece of crap. That That is just the wrong thinking, period, full stop. That's not politics, that's fact. So I'm sorry if that offends any. In fact, no, I'm not. I'm not really sorry. That's Testing is good. We need more testing. We need to find all the positives so we can treat the disease and stop it. And I'm thankful that DeSantis isn't going that route. But his point that he largely made on Saturday was that if there is good news to any of this, it's that the median age of positive tests is skewing younger. The people that are testing positive now that are contracting this disease are in their early 30s, late 20s. Yes, the age that most NBA players are. And they're largely asymptomatic. If there is a silver lining to all the positive tests that we are seeing right now, it is that people are not requiring hospitalizations for it. And it's not putting a strain on our medical system and our hospitals and our our ability to test freely if there is a silver lining on any of this, it is that. It is that we are not seeing the large rush to the hospital that we were seeing early in the pandemic or, and really the things that everyone feared. That doesn't mean that we should stop what we're doing or consider everything a success. This is still vastly concerning that the rate of positive tests has increased this dramatically, that we're seeing this many new positive cases when we really haven't seen something like this before here in Central Florida, so, and I'm talking specifically about Orange County. Although Osceola County, although far fewer cases because it's a less it's a smaller population, has seen a similar spike in their cases to Orange County. Yeah, it pretty much pretty much everyone in Central Florida's chart looks exactly like this. Just a big shoot up in the last probably week. Here in Orange County in order to try and convey the seriousness of what's going on and to try and slow the slow the spread orange county has issued an executive order requiring face coverings in public if you're walking around on your you know if you have to leave your home if you're walking around you know provided you don't meet one of the exceptions which includes working out which includes you know children under 2 which includes you know if you're doing functions that require or yeah, require that you not wear face covering. You are required to wear a face covering. Now, the penalty for this is still zero. It's not being enforced. And I can tell you it's not being enforced because I walked around downtown Orlando Sunday night after after my day job, after work, and saw police officers. Of course, they blocked off Orange Avenue because it's a Sunday night. And yeah, the bars are still open for some reason. And people were not wearing masks and the police were not Either handing them masks, which is honestly what I think the police should be doing at this point, or telling people to put on masks. So at the end of the day, it's on us. You know, I, it's that's, that's really all I can say. It is on us to try and slow the spread of this virus, to do our part to protect each other. And wearing a face covering is the bare minimum you can do. We've talked so much about the bare minimum you can do to make the world a better place. This is the bare minimum that you can do because yes, we are seeing a very scary spike in new cases. It's not bad yet. As as many people pointed out, visits to the hospitals lag behind the positive cases. As people get sicker, as things get worse, that's when they go to the hospital. We're not there yet, thankfully, and hopefully we never get there. But we all have to do our part. And, and so all I can do here is just implore you, when you're out in public, when you're going to the grocery store, when you're, you know, walking around downtown or whatever, wear a face covering. It's not hard. It's the least you could do for your neighbor, for your fellow citizen, for your for your fellow magic fan. It's the bare minimum you can do. And it's what we have to do to turn this, uh turn this, you know, trend downward. Because yes, the NBA still plans to come here and the NBA is concerned about what's going on because, you know, frankly, let's be selfish here. If you want to see the NBA play again, you've got to do your part to make it safe for them to play. And that includes wearing a mask, wearing a face covering, keeping yourself healthy, following the CDC guidelines, practicing social distancing still so that we can bend this curve back downward. Because believe me, and I hate saying this because I'm an NBA fan, I want to see the NBA back, I want to see the Magic back playing, the NBA needs to be ready to pull the plug. And that's what we'll get to shortly. But before we get there, you know, we've talked a lot about thing about this here. Um, it's still... So much going on in the world, still so much going on from the coronavirus to the continued fight against racial injustice. And unfortunately, we saw a very public incident of frankly just pure racism this weekend uh, at, at, at NASCAR during the race at, or you know, during the race at Talladega. Not only were people defiantly flying the Confederate flag, which is a symbol of racism, I don't care, I don't care what your heritage is. It is not heritage, it is racism. And unfortunately, Somehow, someone placed a noose inside the garage stall for Bubble Wallace, one of the few black drivers in NASCAR in a race that is trying very hard to, to create some diversity and to, to be attractive to a diverse crowd. The Lockdown Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your donation along with us, please, please, please visit slash Black Lives Matter. Again, that's slash Black Lives Matter. As I said, as I've said throughout this whole thing, listening, being present, and acknowledging the experience of your fellow citizens is the bare minimum that you can do. And right now, we all need to be in service for each other and doing, doing things with other people in mind. It is so important that we do that. The next step is action. This is action. So I urge you to take that action. Please visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope lope at the county courthouse? That's a move. file with 100% accuracy, and get you your max refund, guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. You know, I still like to grab my Honey Nut Cheerios or Frosted Flakes or whatever it is because I have a sweet tooth and I know they're bad for me, but I still have to go for them because cereal is still just something that makes me happy. But we all can't keep living in the world of cartoon mascots and sugary cereals. There's absolutely, that's absolutely something we cannot do. And that's why Magic Spoon exists. Magic Spoon is the cereal with zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving, coming in four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. It tastes amazingly and is honestly too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. Go to magicspoon.com slash NBA to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code NBA at checkout to get free shipping. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Can't ask for anything better than that. That's magicspoon.com slash NBA and use the code NBA for free shipping. We thank Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast. All right, back to the serious stuff then. It has been a for sports it has been a struggle to get back onto the playing field. Because the fact of the matter is this is the virus, the coronavirus is a an opponent you really can't game plan for. You can't have you know your best laid plans can be toppled so quickly. And sport after sport after sport in the United States at least because Europe has had much more success, and Korea has had a lot of success with the KBO. In sport, after sport, after sport, we are seeing how quickly things fall apart. Look at MLB. Over the weekend, MLB had to shut down its all of its spring training facilities after a coronavirus outbreak uh, with the Philadelphia Phillies in Clearwater, the Toronto Blue Jays in Dunedin, which is near near Tampa in West Florida. As well as with the Houston Astros in Arizona and, and the San Francisco Giants in Arizona. Arizona and Florida are two of the hot spots right now for the coronavirus. In Tampa, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had to kind of shut down their workout workouts as well after an assistant coach came down with the coronavirus, prompting two other coaches to go into quarantine at least and several other players now, you know, heading into quarantine as well. The NFLPA issued a statement advising players not to work out with each other as the virus continues to spread within these groups. In the college game, TCU shut down its facility after players contracted the coronavirus. Clemson has reported more than 20 players and staff members, more than 20 within the football program alone, have contracted the virus. South Carolina also a hotspot for the coronavirus. And then LSU, apparently a bunch of players caught it while at a party. More than 30 players have contracted, or more than 30 members of the LSU football team have contracted the coronavirus. This is to say, again, just because you're young doesn't mean you can't get it. Just because you can't get it, just because you get it doesn't mean it's necessarily you know going to be really bad, but it certainly could be. This is all to say... Once it's in the bubble, once it has infected the group, it spreads very quickly within the group. This is an easily transmissible disease. Take a look at the PGA Tour. Nick Watney reported to the, R- to the, uh, to the RBC Heritage and Hilton Head, South Carolina. Wednesday, got tested, came back negative, played his first round. Went back to his hotel room, woke up the next morning feeling sick. He called in said, I'm not, you know, I'm feeling sick. I'm not going to be able to make it. P.J. Tour's testing protocols went into play. They tested him, tested positive. He withdrew. The people that he played with on Thursday also got tested and tested negative. So there is an instance of the plan working, of the testing protocols working and isolating uh, someone who's been sick and kind of contact tracing and keeping them away from everyone else. This is all to say that this virus can get into any bubble. I mean, I guess these aren't pure bubbles, but the virus can seep into any crevice or hole in a testing regime. And as I've said before, with the NBA, it is frankly not a matter of if someone contracts the coronavirus and, and gets the disease while everyone is gathered at Disney, but when. It is increasingly the reality that this will happen. And really what the NBA's job is at this point is to minimize the risk of a player getting sick through protocols, through you know procedures to keep the virus out. It's about minimizing the risk. And frankly, the calculus for the players in the league is determining have we minimized the risk to the point that we are confident that we can get through this or are we not confident in our protocols and in our system? Because frankly, everyone is making this up as they go along. And that's frankly the question. As I noted, cases are dramatically on the rise here in Orange County. And while Disney is certainly able to cut itself off from so much of the world and control so many things about itself, and the NBA's protocols are really finely written on limiting things. Um, you know, Keith Smith of Yahoo of Yahoo Sports reporting that the three hotels that the NBA will be using will be kept closed to the general public while it is being used. So, Coronado Springs, the Grand Floridian, and the Yacht Club will remain closed to the public. And apparently, the Beach Club will also remain closed to the public since those two hotels share a pool. Like I said, that pool has an awesome water slide. So, have fun on the water slide, everyone. That's good. That keeps people out hotel hotel workers and service service members um, at least the ones that have to go into players rooms will only be allowed in rooms when players are absent and i'm certain that they will be wearing all of the bells and whistles to to kind of keep themselves away from personal effects and 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 surfaces as much as they can but again that's a little hole in the system that they may not be tested or tested as stringently as the players themselves and so the question is always not if, but when. And how low can you make that risk? It's hard to make that risk low when the virus is spreading this quickly in our community. It's 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 hard. I, I like I said, I'm convinced it's not a it's not a question of when, but if. It's not a question of if, but when. It, I really am and i don't think as well as the nba is prepared as well as the nba has done to get ready for this i don't know if conditions on the ground are strong enough to keep it out to really work for to make this bubble really work if people from the outside are truly coming into the bubble in any in any fashion hotel workers maid staff anyway even if the league is testing everyone constantly they're going to have to, I mean, obviously finding, finding people early and, and isolating them is key. But it's hard right now. And so the NBA has to be ready to do the last resort, the impossible. If they are not confident in the safety that they can provide their players, they will have to pull the plug. Right now the NBA does not seem ready to get there. The NBA seems still very confident in their testing protocols and their safety systems and in Disney's ability to wall the world off. Alex Martins, of the, Alex Martins, the Orlando Magic CEO, spoke to the Orlando Sentinel and said that, that they're very confident that Disney can provide a safe environment for the NBA to play. But the question is what happens if, and again, and it's not, I don't think it's if, it's when that first positive comes. Will they catch it early enough or will this disease spread among the community as so quickly as quickly as it can this is the big question and if the rate of positive tests continues to rise it's going to be increasingly harder for the league to justify playing the rest of the season they need to be ready to pull the plug and frankly they're in too deep where I don't think they'd be able to start the season over again somewhere else. It's, it's this plan or nothing. And again, I think the NBA has done the best it can. It has laid out the best plan it possibly can. The safest plan it possibly can. And it may not be enough.
0: Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: We've all had a lot of time on our hands here during the pandemic. Uh, We all want to do so many things. We've taken up new hobbies. We've tried to kind of keep ourselves up to date with things and, of course, we all procrastinated too. We don't always do the things we need to do. We don't always stay on top of everything we want to do. We don't always get the knowledge and the information that we want. Well, there is a shortcut. I can promise you, there is a shortcut. It's called Blinkist. Blinkist is really unique and it works on your phone, your tablet, or your web browser. Blinkist takes the best key takeaways, the need-to-know information from thousands of non-fiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. Successful people like business leaders are well-known for reading a lot of books. Blinkist is made for busy people like you who want to get the main points of a book quickly so you can start using that information right away. And with its audio feature, Blinkist makes it easy to finish a book during your commute, on your lunch break, or while you exercise. 12 million people are using Blinkist right now and it has a massive and growing library from self-help, business, health, to history books. Blinkist has the latest titles from bestsellers lists as well as the classic nonfiction titles you always meant to read but never had the time to. Check out such popular books as Upheaval, Turning Points for Nations in Crisis by Jared Diamond, The Sports Gene, Inside the Science of Extraordinary Athletic Performance by David Epstein, or The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. You can see a wide range of topics, anything that you want. With Blinkist, you get unlimited access to read or listen to a massive library, of condensed non-fiction books. All the books you want and all for one low price. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com NBA to try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Again, B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com NBA to start your free seven-day trial. And you'll also save 25% off, but only when you sign up at Blinkist.com slash NBA. This week is kind of a big week for the NBA. It's going to be the first week that we really see the NBA begin to ramp back up toward resumption of play, because even though there is plenty of concern right now over the case of the coronavirus here in Orange County, the league is still moving forward and preparing as if it will play July 30th, and I think that the NBA is pretty set on playing on that date. Teams are expected to begin arriving in Orlando uh, uh, around July 9th. Uh, They'll be coming in staggered waves um, and beginning quarantine and testing from there. And last week, of course, players were required to report to their home cities uh, to begin the ramp-up to play. The Toronto Raptors will be reporting to, I believe it is Sarasota at Florida Gulf Coast um, in the coming days as well. Fort Myers, actually. Um, In the coming days as well. Uh, to begin their ramp-up as well, since travel from Canada is still quite difficult. Tuesday is a big day in this process. Beginning Tuesday, the NBA will allow up to 10 coaches in their facilities as players begin their ramp-up, um, as the league's said in a memo. Right now, currently, head coaches are not allowed in the building, and only a, a select number of coaches per day are allowed in the building to work with, work with players that show up, and that includes training staff as well. Getting more people in the building will allow A, the, the coaches to begin talking and, and figuring things out with players as they get ready to actually sit down and begin playing games, um, assess where their teams are out too. Um, but also, more training staff means more players can be there getting treatment and, and getting themselves ready as well. There are still restrictions, though. This week, teams can only have four players in the building at any time, June 23rd through 30th, according to Adrian Wojnarowski. And next week, eight players, beginning July 1st, eight players will be allowed in the facility. It appears training camps will all take place at the Disney site, so teams will not be able to work or play together until they are, I guess, honestly, until they're tested clean, they're tested negative, uh, and, you know, they're in the bubble environment or in the campus setting. But nonetheless, this is a big week. The NBA has, you know, set out its calendar for the rest of the season and the beginning of the offseason with... You know, free agency beginning, uh, I believe October nineteenth, and the NBA draft October seventeenth or eighteenth. So, off season is going to happen pretty fast after the season ends. But the NBA is is ramping itself up, and this week we will see the first real movement uh, of the league of teams as they get ready uh, to as they get ready to, to play basketball again. Um, again, right now the league is moving forward. The league believes it can conduct its season safely, and. Again, why not? Why shouldn't they believe that at this point? And so they're going to operate, and they're going to get themselves ready, and that's what this week is going to be all about. Like I said, we'll get back to talking more about this year's team coming up uh, later on in the week. I have a couple of, I have an episode planned discussing Evan Fournier a little bit um, on our on our next episode. Though we'll talk a little bit about the nineteen eighty five Orlando Magic uh, as we celebrate the t- the twenty fifth anniversary of that team and that finals run, although not the finals itself. We'll talk one more time about that 1995 team with a special guest coming up on our next episode of Locked on Magic. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr.md. Find the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure to check out Orlando Magic Daily for the latest on the Orlando Magic. And of course, you can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Also, be sure to check out the latest episode of Locked on NBA. On that episode, I joined uh, i joined the show to talk about what's going on here in Orlando as well as discuss some of the other issues facing the league as they get set to return to play and set their calendar moving forward. Check, be sure to check that out as uh, Josh Lloyd and I discuss the latest in the NBA on Locked on NBA. Be sure to subscribe to that podcast as well. That's going to do it for me. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic. This has been Philip Rossmanich. I'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic.
0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.